Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Robots Radio presents You're listening to the Dungeons and Dragons Lorecast The best way for everyone from experienced dungeon masters To those curious about D&D To learn more about the worlds, creatures, and lore of Dungeons and Dragons Hello and welcome to the Dungeons and Dragons Lorecast. My name is Sergio. And I am Mary. And you are listening to the multiverse famous patron round table. Dun, uh, so, uh, dun, so, dun. so my brother just came in. Um, look what he brought. If, come on. If, there we go. They're ketchup flavored. Ketchup candy canes. flavored candy canes from coffee. Which... <sighs> Um, Where did you find these? We've uh, we've discussed yeah. some pretty gross things. That's a cursed things. item. Yeah, that, yeah, okay. that, yes. Cursed you know item. what? You know I'm just trying to feel about that. Yeah, Ugh, uh, yeah. We are. You know what? We're actually we're gonna, we're recording the middle of the show. We're, we're recording this very. You know, this isn't. If you're listening to this, it is literally the end of the year, if not the beginning <laughs> of 2023. Just, yes, um, yes. But we're yes. recording this in mid-December. Uh, yeah. We'll be recording the middle of the show separately. And I I, I feel we got to homebrew some cursed, cursed candy cane. Candy Hold on, let me take and, a note on my random, and my manifesto so page on my desk. Yeah, I, it's kind of like a bean boozled situation where like certain candy canes like produce like certain effects. Like, you know, you're... Mm-hmm, uh mm-hmm, like you're mm-hmm. um like paralyzed or you're uh frightened and yeah the ketchup one is i don't know that might be that's in the, that's in how some... you catch up oh come on you have to make that one a pun it's haste there you go it's All haste right. <laughs> it is a hasty tasty cake situation i can't this is the patron roundtable where we discuss a, uh, a a rotating topic with our with our good friends, the patrons from the from the D and D Lorecast Patreon, and another special guest that we can that we can finagle to get in. Mm-hmm, and because mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. is the end of the year, we are looking into our crystal balls. Uh, we're looking into our dragon orbs to see what is in store for us in 2023. What kind of predictions do we have? Boy, do I got some hot takes. Let's man. Oh, let's... I love that he's got a notebook, and I am literally going. I'm gonna wing it. He's there. He Darkwing. Wait, go go ahead and introduce yourself, Darkwing. <laughs> hey, yeah, I'm Darkwing. Uh, I I enjoy coming on here. And, uh, I've got I've got some real hot takes. Some of them, maybe you're not gonna agree. Actually, probably not gonna agree with half of them. Because uh, uh, well, I'm smartass, and I came up with some shit last night and the night before, and one of them actually, my wife said something and went well uh, i'm using that uh but i mean i guess uh let me just uh start it off here as per usual yeah go ahead yeah, go for it all right well we're gonna go with one that i, I think kind of uh i think we all kind of thinking it uh the D movie is going to split the community straight down the middle people okay. are going to love it or they're going to hate it and it's going to be a civil war online for most of march that is yeah. my first prediction. I mean, that's 
That's not very, that's not so much of a, as a hot take as it is like very prudent. Oh, and... no, no. Hot takes coming. I got a hot. T- oh man, the hot take I got. Whoa. Blow blow you right out of the water. It's a, it's a great one. Uh, I got I got five. I got five predictions here. So all that's right. The so first prediction the, prediction the first. D and Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves will cause a civil war among the D and D fandom community. Okay. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one. I would say. We all do that's coming, no matter what happened. Uh, then, let's see, number two, this isn't really a hot take. I just kind of think it's a real one. Uh, the Legos will continue to release D&D uh, sets. I just, it they look great. Yeah, I think that the community will get enough behind it that we will continue to see. I think so, too. D&D Legos coming out. I'm really excited about that. It's uh, something that... It's something that when they when it was announced, it's like, why isn't this already a thing? Why hasn't this yeah. already existed? Exactly. exactly. You've, seen, you've seen the uh, just... Ghostbusters uh, yep. car. I yep. just discovered that the other day. It was blown away. I was like, holy shit. And then, I don't know, what you guys did? You, I guess that's personal. What did you guys vote for for your uh, Lego? I mean, are we going to are we going to dip dip into politics here? I thought this was a this was a well, safe space. <laughs> I, I'm a Xanathar guy. I thought that was fantastic. I'm, I'm a Xanathar boy. I'm a beholder boy. I didn't vote because I can't choose. Oh. <laughs> and my you, indecisiveness. You. But you don't get to complain about whatever. You don't get to complain. You don't get to complain. Oh no, I get to complain no. about everything. <laughs> That's I am I'm an entitled American. I get to do that. Uh, I'm a millennial. So, I like to complain. Fair enough. Coffee, did you vote? Nice sure you guys are t- if you're talking about the Lego, oh, the D and D Lego collaboration for the 50th yeah, anniversary. Like fifth three. Mm-hmm. There's like five different <laughs> ones that are up as options that people can go and vote for. There was like three of them that really, 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 really. I mean, they're all great. Dragon, they, were, they are all awesome. They are the green dragon is pretty awesome. The Tiamat Dice Tower Dragon is. It, it was already awesome. To not vote for the Dice Tower, but in the end, Xanathar's old. is too though. His desk is, is also oh, a dice holder as well. Oh. Yeah, the it, desk yeah. is this a is dice why holder. I've made no decisions. The cabinet oh, is a dice tower. Mm-hmm, he's both, and it's Xanathar. And it's Xanathar, who. Boy, my mm. my my party's getting close. They're gonna they're gonna run into him sooner or later here. I adore him. I just need him to have a 1920s gangster accent. That's like that's that's Ill. it for me. Like it's gotta Ill. happen. Uh, just seems like it comes with the territory. <laughs> I guess uh let's see, number three, uh Centaurs gonna make a big comeback. Gonna be Faerun, might be Kren. I'm not entirely sure, but all your stock and Pegasi sell now. Bye. Buy into Centaur. It's coming in. <laughs> Buy Centaur uh, now. Buy Centaur now. Uh, if it's in Faerun, it's going to be a war against the Wood Elves. I'm seeing that, you know, in my premonitions. Or if it's in Kren, uh, look to the Black Rose, which I think could be an interesting story arc for anyone to use. But uh, <laughs> number four, my poor party that uh, I run the game for, they are going to absolutely battle with an 80s cartoon hero it could be he-man it could be lino and after what they did to lino last night probably gonna be lino uh or rainbow bright i haven't quite decided yet um, interesting the, the premonition's a little foggy we'll see what i do to these guys i Please. now follow me if you can <laughs> rainbow bright i get this you know you come upon this character you know pigtails dressed up and you know like a rainbow as per her name mm-hmm, super mm-hmm. cheerful and mm-hmm, very mm-hmm. cute um and then ends up being the uh the bbeg ends up being like the most evil character npc in the game and I just mean, and just I have you know, a name I... <laughs> <laughs> It's essentially uh, Mary as an NPC. It is. It would be. <laughs> it called Rainbow Bright so many times. I like that. I like that a lot. Because, like, you know, uh, yeah, it's sort of like messing with the uh-huh. players, you know, preconceptions. 
Yeah, they. Mm-hmm. It's not for this show, but it, what they did to Lino when he was passed out last night is not. It's not. It's not kosher. Again, yeah, I couldn't believe it happened. If you want to know, I'm pretty sure I put it on the Discord this morning. What happened? Yeah, if you wanna, yeah. if you wanna You'll find, find out, out what happened to Lino, <laughs> join the Robots Radio Dis, uh, Network Discord. Yep. And headed to the Dungeons and Dragons Lorecast channel on there. It's, yeah, it's um, poor Lino. That's all I have to say. Dude, I didn't even see it coming there. He's like, I'm going to do this. I'm like, you're going to do what? I mean, all right. I mean, technically, all right. And it went on from there. It got better. It got better. <laughs> well, I would uh, hope so. Well, <laughs> I don't see know, how, it, Lino, how it could get much worse. Lino took a lot of poison the session before. So... He was absolutely out. Uh, now, here's the real hot take. Uh, I it, I do believe this very much. Uh, R.A. Salvatore is going to kill off Chris soon enough. Uh, and now, it's just like anime. He will come back at some point. But it's the only thing he hasn't done to him yet. His the father's back alive. Well, I better not give out any more spoilers about that shit. Uh, but, like, it's he, just everything he's gone through, he just mm-hmm. hasn't died yet. And what kind of story art can you use with a dead Drist? I think you could write books upon books about it. So that's my big hot take. I don't know if it's actually going to happen, but I do have a unfair amount of knowledge about Drist. And that's just where I see the stories going. Cause I've, I've been there since the first book and watched the evolution of this. So unfortunately, uh, everyone's favorite dark elf is uh, probably going to die soon. That that is a now, hot take. Now that is that that's your fifth prediction, right? That's my fifth prediction. That's, that's the big one. The, that's the last one and the hottest of them for sure. That is. That's a. I mean, it's a hot take. It's uh and 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 the thing with uh and this is kind of like what I enjoyed with like all sorts of like um. Uh, IPs that have that the world building aspect like um like and my first uh like my f- first example like the earliest example I can think of personally is from um Empire Strikes Back when they're mm-hmm. on Hoth and uh and Han references a bounty hunter that they ran into and so you're thinking like oh well that must have happened between the end of Star Wars between between the end of A New Hope and like what we're seeing now like I wonder what happened and that sort of thing can definitely come into play with Dritz as far mm-hmm. as, you know, continuing stories, even after the character has, has passed presumably, but I mean, it's, it's a hot take for sure, but I feel like it's, it's one that, I mean, it, it could happen, you know, it, it's, uh, yeah. it's, it doesn't sound outside the realm of possibilities, especially we're coming up on his 30th anniversary, something like that. Yeah. God damn, I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Crystal Shard came out in uh, in 1988, so we're coming up on the uh, 35th anniversary. So it would. Gary uh... almost say so did I, but I didn't. I'm an 87 baby, barely. <laughs> and so yeah, and so like it might sort of like you know, uh, that might be a nice little wrap up to the to the character, you know, and. Oh. No wrap up. It's just gonna. Op- it just opens up the entire underworld to adventure and getting him back. I mean, if you go back and look at what they've done with some of the other characters that, that are big names, yeah, they're all they've all died. Everybody's dead. Right. Everybody yeah. has died at least once. No, exactly, exactly. That's fair. I mean, it it happened. It happened in the uh in the Dark Elf trilogy. Like someone died and came back in within yeah. those books. And so, yeah. outside the realm of yeah, I uh, I have no opinion, but I look forward to seeing what happens. As I I, I, I do that like was that. Very political of you to have no opinion. <laughs> what a what a nice what a nice answer. What a nice well, and non answer. Informed enough. I'm not informed enough to have an opinion. Is actually a better way to put it because okay. I'm not. I'll take it. Okay. Familiar. But yeah, I it's think the uh, opposite of political. <laughs> I I'll admit when I don't know shit. <laughs> All right, well, let's go ahead and move on to coffee. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Coffee is the uh, they're they they're the one with the uh, with the cursed, uh, cursed candy, candy canes. canes. So, uh-huh. oh my, um, just... what, so uh, go ahead and introduce yourself and 
uh, explain what it is about you that your brother thinks that that would be a suitable gift for you. <laughs> Ketchup flavored candy canes. So, so uh, my name's Coffee. I'm um, I'm part of the, the round table, and um, no, they, so they all just went to the store, and I, they all just, he just got back from the store. So I don't know <laughs> where he actually went. Yeah, I don't know what kind of store would sell such an item. I don't know. Feels I'm like blame they, Walmart just because. I feel I'm gonna I'm, I want to blame Skullport. Kroger's I, maybe. I feel Cos- that they uh, went uh, to uh, a. I don't know. I feel like they went to some sort of cur- uh, evil apothecary in Skullport and bought these mm. accursed items. Possible. So, Kavi, you got a prediction or two for what we can expect in D&D in 2023? Hmm. I think that maybe D&D is, because with all the Lego sets to movie, I think it's going to really take off next year. No, yeah. I mean, like, it's mm. it seems like... Yeah, it's, that's on my list of things. As popular yeah, a, as it already is, it seems mm-hmm. to be like you know poised to become even more popular. Yeah, it's 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 kind of more mainstream, I guess. Yes, which it's kind of exciting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yeah, and while like you, uh, while you know, it, it's arguably like mainstream. There are still a lot of folks who have either never heard of it or just know of it in like vague terms like vague general terms like mm-hmm. oh yeah that's uh they think they might even still think it's a video game yeah uh, for, you know which obviously are you know video games i mean there's a, a big one coming out in 2023 officially mm-hmm. Baldur's gate 3 which i'm very excited about i thought it was already out well that's it's an early access soft, release yeah i was gonna say it's like soft mm. release i guess like the, and it has been for like two years so you're not yeah it's, it's <laughs> like wait i thought it was already out like wait a minute like it shows up all the time um mm-hmm. but it, like, it's, it's, it's a, in my, my, my library wait. right yeah it's uh it's uh essentially it was, it's been a two year long like open beta yeah. which and yeah. so it's officially being released uh as far as like you know the final product ish you know as far as as far as video games nowadays are ever final products. And so, no, yeah. I think, I think that's, uh, and then plus the movie itself, the movie is going, yeah. it, it, it ties into one of my predictions as well. You know, that this is going to be a, I think it's going to be a watershed moment for D and D. Anything else? Any other, any other predictions for D and D? That was really it. You think uh, as far as like personally, do you see yourself uh, starting a new campaign? Maybe building Ooh. a new character? Personal D&D prediction. Probably. I might get no, to hopefully. I've actually built a few characters just on my own. Just because? Oh, no. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, what? That's, uh, that's strange. I've Who would ever just build a character yeah. without ever playing I, I it? Did, I did make a, 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 a Thry Queen. When that Don't attack me. Released. Don't attack me this way right now. We had this conversation <laughs> yesterday with one of my other friends. But uh, no, I think I think your prediction is that mm-hmm. it's yeah, it's going to like every. I mean, Legos are mainstream, movies are mainstream, and so like mm-hmm. I think that this is just going to like push D and D further into the uh, like the public consciousness of right. And mm-hmm. uh, and again that uh, and to Darkwing's first prediction, I think that is going to that's going to split apart the fandom because there are there's in every. And every fandom, there's there are the gatekeepers are the ones like mm-hmm. I loved it first, so no one else is allowed to love it after me. And D and D players, right? And uh, and then there, like you know, hopefully the the majority mindset is the more the merrier. Like you mm-hmm. know, like let's let's uh, play the game together and have fun together and grow as a community and as people together. So yeah, plenty of room for growth definitely here for it i think the access to social media is also going to be like the more widespread and more access to that kind of stuff because people are more connected with other people across you know broader areas so it seems like that is contributing to it as well to the growth of it as well because then there's more access to it it's not the stereotype of hiding in your friend's mom's basement with a bunch of books pretending that nobody else you know what i mean like hiding it no, like a dark sure. secret it's becoming more and that part i think is going to contribute to it as well because i had the same prediction 
I um to expand and the different groups of players we're going to get it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see where it goes from there though because you start throwing in all these other creative types and things are going to get weirder yeah but then i think we're going to find that uh other games that are tabletop people will discover that those exist and be able mm-hmm. to take that creativity that wasn't maybe matching in the D setting right. and go to like i you know honestly i don't even know if gurps is still a thing I might be dating myself it is. with that. Gerps is uh, definitely still a thing. Oh, I, I, I don't think I've played that since 1999, but I... Uh, yeah. Gerps is still alive and well. I have no idea what that is. Same here. Of course, Sergio would know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I... We are, of the, we are of the same class, damn it. We yeah, I, I... Every bit of knowledge that I can soak up, not only about D&D, but just tabletop role-playing games in, yeah. in general, is... Like I, I will take it. Um, mm-hmm. But no, it, and it's, you know, it's it's one of those things. It's kind of like, um, and I'll equate it to, you know, like Darkwing, we've, we've discussed this. We both grew up as like punk rock kids. And I'll equate this to uh, like my, you know, foray into punk rock to begin with. You know, it was, uh, it was the Ramones and the Clash and the Sex Pistols. And at the time in the late 90s, you know, Blink-182 and Green Day, and mm-hmm. that's that's those were the first bands that I listened to, the first punk bands that I listened to. And then as I began to like, you know, love and appreciate the genre all the more, then I started like, well, okay, I want to listen to something else. I want to listen to something, you know, different than than all this. And so that's when I started discovering like TSOL and the Vandals and AFI and just like, you know, the more like niche stuff that you know, wasn't, you know, wasn't being played on the radio and, and, you know, and there are people who are going to discover and D and D and then play D and D and then just stick with D and D. And that's fine. Like, you know, I'm not going to, nothing wrong with that. Not going to yuck your yum. If like you find this system and you love it and that's what you want to play. But then there are people who will find D and D and love it. And then say like, you know, but I, what, I want more, like I want something else and something maybe even a little different. I want, and, they're going to yes and into all the other ones. Right. Like I want mm-hmm. to play uh, something like more role play heavy and, and spookier. It's like, well, hey, there's Vampire the Masquerade. Mm-hmm. Or it's like, I want to play something that where I can like really create like a, a character and bring them to life in, in, in very unique and different ways than any other character that will be that that exists like okay well hey like pathfinder 2e's create character creation system is gnarly and insanity and it's awesome and i love it so much and like again and so and there are going to be people of 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 both you know of both mindsets right and if if D is what you know facilitates both of those mindsets and by all means like let's let's have at it gateway drug I I mean I've discussed it. I've (laughs) I uh, it absolutely is. Mm -hmm. It's uh it is yeah it's a gateway drug. I was trying to like stick stay away from the term like the like the the obvious like you know um like problematic uh associations because the negative connotations exactly Uh, whatever we all know (laughs) but we all know it is is so much of my money and I mean that's exactly I mean is this this podcast my participation in this podcast started from me picking up a 3.5 player's handbook and now if you look at you know behind me that I have, is insane but my digital library looks like that so i, can't, I have really an entire shelf of fifth edition an entire shelf of second and fourth edition a half a shelf of pathfinder so and beautiful. free league stuff an entire shelf of third edition. Uh, it is yeah, so beautiful. There's, yeah, there's yeah. nothing, you know, I love more than TTRPGs. Mm. And I, like you said, I think the, this will be a watershed year. 2023 will um, not only for D and D, but for the, for the genre as a whole, because yeah, there's obviously like, you know, you know, wizards of the coast and Hasbro, they're in the business mm-hmm. of making money. Yeah, and if absolutely. they had their druthers, folks would play D and D and only D and D and not know these other games existed but you know there people are going to find out people are going to want they're going to have that itch that needs to be scratched and right. they will discover these other games 
And even if it's from the uh, gatekeepery folks that are like, oh, you play D&D, but you should play insert game here instead. And, you know, they're like, well, that that person's kind of a a douche. But what is this game? What is this game all about? You know? Can't be that great if there's douchery involved. We've got, uh, we we did invite our good old friend, GM Stewart, the OG Stewart to participate. Unfortunately, he um, wasn't able to make it. He did send us a, uh, a little clip though of his predictions. And some of those are are pretty interesting. And so I was gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and play them. And then we uh, we can discuss them and see like what, uh, what, what we think about them. What, like I said, one of them in particular is very interesting for me. And I really want to get y'all's opinion on it, though. Here's Stuart. Hello, everybody. Stuart Watkinson here, talking to you from the flooded wetlands of the Murray River. And these are a few of my predictions for next year. Firstly, we will see exponential growth. I think that this film will be good, and I think it will attract a lot of people. I think that the merchandise sales from this film will go crazy with young kids. And I think that will draw more and more people to the hobby. I think that this popularity surge will lead to an even greater lack of DMs. From what I understand, there is such a lack of DMs, a shortage in fact, around the world, that there are folks, lots of folks making quite a lot of money from running games just because there is not enough people out there to run them. I think that... Watsy will recognize this, and I think that they will act on it, leading to a professional-grade DM association guild, a DMs guild, if you will, uh, that you can be employed to teach and run games. I'm unsure. Now, this is my negative bias coming to play. I'm unsure if Watsy will do the right thing and create resources that help create DMs or if they will look to monetize it themselves. Very recently, someone from Hasbro did talk about the lack of monetization and how it's a a, a thoroughly under-monetized part of their huge corporation, so I wouldn't be surprised if there was some sort of pay-to-play situation in D&D coming our way. However... We might see a huge range of DM-facing products coming, uh, especially ones about how to run games. And they might be in the form of books. They might be in the form of a YouTube series, perhaps. But really, I it is unusual that there is not as much focus on creating Dungeon Masters as there is creating players. And my last little prediction is that we may see a division from the core releases as folks tire of the money siphon that is coming their way. Already, there are four books planned for next year, one of which is Planescape, which will have three books. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of books that are coming out. That's a lot of work that's happening. And I think that with the inclusion of D&D Beyond, there is just going to be a huge amount of money that could be spent on D&D and there'll be people out there that don't agree with that. There'll be people out there that want to step away from that. There will be people out there that just want to play 5e. They don't want to play D&D 1. They don't want to have to buy into a system in order to play their game and I think we will see more and more third-party producers creating games using 5th edition rule set. They are my predictions for 2023. I am deeply sorry that I could not join everyone today, but I do plan to join the show in the coming months. I will definitely be hitting up Sergio and Mistress Mary about this. Take care and be safe. So, Stuart, again, echoing Coffee's prediction that the game itself, Dungeons & Dragons itself, will become all the more popular because of the movie. Um, and he thinks it's going to be good, which again, mm-hmm. that, that'll tie into my I prediction. Uh, but this uh, this lack of DMs and its possible solution 
Mary, you see, like you're like, you're like, I, I want to say something. I, let me say something. I want to say something. I, I, I have to play devil's advocate slightly. Okay. Because in the expanding things, creating things, trying to produce content, they're going to have to bring more people in to begin with. To be able to cover that bottom line, there are going to have to be other things added to it because money makes the world go round. In order to continue to expand it, that's going to have to be part of it is the monetization of stuff. It's just, right. it, it, it logistically, it has to. Right. As far as the paid DM thing goes, I agree. I think that there's going to be, a, there's already a shortage of them. I see it constantly in the groups that I'm in. I need a DM. We need a DM. Like you mentioned thinking about starting a campaign and there's 75 volunteers waiting <laughs> to be players in it. Right. So I kind of, I, I kind of agree on that end of it. I could see it becoming a pay to play thing. And that would be, I would absolutely not. Like I've already dumped a bunch of money into it, invested. So I'm going to use what I've already got and then carry on. I don't need a, what's the battle pass for D and D. God, no, don't say it like that. That's horrible. Well, I mean, there there are there's there are websites like Start Playing that you can uh you know sign you can like literally like you know pay to play these games because mm -hmm. like uh and have a DM that uh can is for lack of a better word like vetted you know they can have reviews they can like put out mm -hmm. their credentials. I and have then, a profile on one of those. I just haven't fixed finished fixing it yet because I right and so it. and I feel that that might be the way that wizards heads is that they start their own sort of internal way yeah. to, you know, connect players with DMS. And then you could have your own, like, you know, uh, you could go through some sort of submission process, approval process mm -hmm. and have a, you know, shiny, like, you know, wizards approved DM. I would be okay I with being avoid, certified would, to be a DM. I'd be I cool with be that. Against wizards being in charge of who is certified to be a DM, oh, I am a workers advocate. And if you want that to get together, I've, I've been DMing for my guys off and on since like, I don't know, the end of the 20, like 2010, I picked up DMing again, because we do have a shortage. No, there is none. But if we let Hasbro and Wizards be in charge of all of that, we're gonna find that they're not gonna treat the DMs as they should. And mm. the DMs guild needs to be run by DMs and not wizards. That was the take that I came up with while listening to Stuart. That's fair. That is a very, very fair stance. Yep. Again, though, it's again, it's it's about monetization and it's about control. And so, I I I can I can wholeheartedly agree, but I I do feel that you know they will be the ones in in charge of, like yeah, I said, the I uh, the approval. And the the I guess the um the the giving you the little icon, little badge. Mm -hmm. Um and so, you know, what that approval looks like, I have I have no idea. But yeah, I, I think that's that's what we're leading to. Um and as far as um the uh the prediction about, you know, we've got four books, he says, coming out that are already planned for 2023. Before we started the episode proper, I was advocating for even more releases because uh, you know, I'm picking up these old, like, you know, 64 to, to mm -hmm. 128 page paperback advanced D&D &D books from back in the day. And I love them. You know, they're just, you know, they're they're, they're very um, focused, you know, on their topic, on what they cover. And, you know, I, I feel that that sort of uh, that sort of attention uh, could be paid to to certain players and again that ties into another prediction that i have but um anything else about what Stuart had to say okay so i i, I was taking notes because i will lose my train of thought if i don't uh, so he was talking about merch and how he thinks that'll explode maybe in the game style but the way the way it sounded when he uh expressed his thoughts on it was like merchandise i like first thing came to my head was toys and things like that and i just don't know if the movie's going to generate that much youth uh interest to constitute a toy line being good i, I don't know if hasbro is going to find the success 
that they want with it. And that actually could end up hurting the movie getting a sequel. And uh, of course, I'm going to go back to Thundercats real quick. That's how we lost the 2011 one. Hasbro didn't make enough money on their toy line, mm. so they canceled the cartoon. That, that was my only other take I really had off of what Stuart had to say. I mean, I can absolutely see that, too. Well, if we... So I, I guess I'm being real negative, but I'm sorry. I'm, uh, I'm just... <laughs> well, no, I mean, it's... I mean, it's uh, when it when it comes to uh, big companies and the things we love, it's best to uh, I found it's best to uh, assume the worst, you know, uh, and when and hopefully if it if it's not that bad, then it, it's a W. It's a win, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to take the uh, we'll take our break, go to the middle of the show. And when we come back, you'll hear the predictions from Mary and myself. Welcome to the middle of the show for the final episode of 2022, the final middle of the show. This is the final middle before the final countdown of 2022. That was very like um, Casey Kasem of you (laughs) or Rick D's. Sorry. (laughs) And the weekly top 40. Exactly. Um, so really quickly, we want to get back to the patient roundtable and our predictions for the upcoming year. But we want to do all the midly things that need to be done, like thanking our patrons, uh, in particular, obviously, like our wizard patrons who um, have standing invitations to every patron roundtable, yep. uh, like Text 10 Star, like Coffee, like mm-hmm. Bjorn, and um, of course, uh, Darkwing. And thank you to all the other patrons, all our um, scholar patrons, all our apprentice patrons, all our DV patrons. Thank you so much for supporting the show in the way that you do. It means the absolute world to us. And if you want to support the show in other ways, you can absolutely do so by leaving five-star reviews yep. on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. You know, those, um, from what I understand, those help um, give exposure to the, to gets the us, show. Yeah, it gets yeah. us a little boost, kind of gets us more recommended to more people. Right. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter, follow mm-hmm. us on instagram we've uh mm-hmm. recently launched our instagram we'll be posting to that at least mm-hmm. once a day mm-hmm. we're gonna have uh we're gonna start posting youtube videos yep. uh tiktok 2023 yep. is gonna be the year of the D lore cast if it this is. were a if this were a Feyrun year oh yeah it would be oh, yeah. the year of the D lore cast and no one would have to question what it meant because the years usually make a lot of sense mm-hmm. think about that on strong harp uh mm-hmm. you can also mm-hmm. join up uh on discord join the robots radio network discord where we have our own channel and we're always talking about something something fun something irreverent that's true uh, you can also find a bunch of other stuff you'll probably love there too Same. oh yeah like, poke around. Know, if you're into games like fallout or elder scrolls or um, like the Marvel, uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, or like live just... plays for D and D. All that stuff is all that stuff's available on the Robots Radio Network Discord. Beautiful community that I'm absolutely hyped to get to be a part of. And as far as D and D news, uh, not a whole lot, but we did want to talk about something that that came across our our Twitter bot, our yes. Twitter screen. Uh, here in the last week or so. So uh, there is a producer, actor, tabletop gamer, and disability advocate by the name of Jennifer Kretschmer. Uh, I became familiar with uh, with Jennifer um, through the um, uh, uh, One Night Strahd live play mm-hmm. that was put on by that bronze girl and included uh, Athena from uh, All Elite Wrestling. And uh, so that's how I became familiar with them. And they helped um, create this really cool uh, accessibility kit that's yes. called D&D for All. Uh, it says that they, uh, they spent approximately one year helping Wizards of the Coast uh, develop the D&D for All kit. And what it is, is it's, um, it's uh, something that will help the game become more accessible and inclusive yes. so what it is it's this 
uh, easy to open and carry like kit, like set that utilizes high contrast colors, includes Braille and is screen reader friendly. It includes mm -hmm. your standard D&D starter set, as well as a tactile DM screen, which includes page holders and actually comes engraved with the recipient's name. Uh, a D&D themed really cool. fidget toy for neurodivergent individuals. Uh, magnetic inspiration tokens, magnetic ball bearings, initiative trackers, a bunch of a lot of cool stuff, including like braille labels attached um, yep. with the components. And so she's, uh, they're quoted as saying, uh, the goal was to create as inclusive and accessible a kit for community members across as many access needs as possible. That meant that from the start, we needed to consider ensuring that things were high contrast, textured, easy to open, et cetera. This informed mm -hmm. everything. And so, yeah, it's amazingly cool. Like, you know, the fact that, uh, and the fact that Wizards, you know, was behind this isn't, you know, something that was done, like, you know, as a as a third party. This was something that had the backing of the company itself behind it, yes. which makes it even more yes. cool. Uh, and then actually, um, we'll, we'll link to to the tweet in the show notes. But Jennifer actually included, um, has posted, uh, has a Google, uh, a, a Google dog, a Google dog. A Google, Google Dog, doc, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. a Google Doc, a Google Doc. Um, it's the accessibility and gaming resource guide. And so, if you're uh, have any questions about anything involving that, or um, you know, want to learn more about how to make your own game or how to um, just kind of add to the accessibility resources that we that we definitely need, I think it's going to help with building. No, yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, it's more inclusive community, and I love that so much. I mean, D and D should be for everyone. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, D and D uh, doesn't matter who you are. You know, if you come to the table wanting to play and wanting to be, you know, accepted, you know, mm -hmm. you should this absolutely you have that right. Yes, like one hundred percent. Yeah, well, one of my favorite little things about the um dnd for all with about the kit is one of the tweets mentions that all of the bags and everything that's in it because everything's got its own separate container everything's marked one of the um they tested the bagging in there as well the velvet bagging and she used the thing they referred to as an elbow test for packaging which is if you can't open it with your elbows then it's not accessible and that just gave me such a giggle <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I love that. I love that so much. And then uh, finally, the DMs Guild corner uh, pick of the week, of course. Mm -hmm. We're going to end off. This was actually a suggestion of Mary's. <laughs> it we, was. Uh, I was going to pick something, uh, you know. Standard fair. Standard fair for the pick of the week. Um, but Mary saw this. It's the Manual of Gainful Exercise mm -hmm. D&D Subclass Workouts by Steve, Steve Hewn. It's Huynh. Huynh. I did Steve look Huynh. to make sure it's Steve Huynh. Yes. Okay, Steve Huynh. Uh, it says, set your heart ablaze and go beyond your limits. The Manual of Gainful Exercise is a collection of over 100 workouts, each based on a D&D 5th edition subclass. So this is not something to use in a campaign. This is not something to um, to help build a, your you know your player character with. This is something that you can mm -hmm. use in real life that is based mm -hmm. on D and D. So it's 119 workouts based on the D and D subclasses, and 14 additional workouts, all fully tested. Uh, an introduction with which includes common modifications for beginners, and a section on why it was written. Uh, tables, organizing workouts by subclass, challenge rating, and location. So, like, you know, you can do this workout at home. You can do this workout, you know, with minimal uh, equipment. You need to do this workout, like, likely at a gym. And then and a you, glossary explaining the fitness terms used. Mm -hmm. And you get to use your dice for it. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I'm guessing, like, you can uh, You're roll rolling. dice to, to mm -hmm. figure out what, uh, what, mm. uh, what uh, exercise to do. Yep rolling to uh set up an exercise initiative essentially as oh, well yeah. which makes it more fun for me anyway <laughs> yeah you know it's you know the the common cliche of the new year's resolution is to you know get Work in shape you know lose weight or uh mm -hmm. you know become more healthy whatever it may mm -hmm. be 
Uh, and so, you know, this, this might help. Uh, I know I'm going to get it and see what it's got going on. Cause I know that Same. I've got to, uh, you know, I'm not getting any younger and it's a lot harder at, at my age to, uh, stay in, uh, this is very stay true. healthy. And I, I have was, eaten so much candy this week. I'm eating candy gummy. right now as we speak. <laughs> he's gesturing with gummy worms while he's saying this. He's gesturing with his candy. Mine's behind my microphone isolation screen, so I can't reach anymore until we're done. Oh, uh, you like, yeah, mine's like literally right there. I didn't think it through. But yeah, so, you know, a sort of a D&D workout book, which mm-hmm. is fun. But yeah, check it out. See, uh, see if you like it. It's got, you know, five star reviews. So there you go. Mm-hmm. And with that being said, let's go ahead and get back to the show. Yes, sir. Welcome back from the middle of the show. We're going to wrap up our 2023 predictions patron roundtable with myself and Mary giving our predictions. Uh, So what, what did the lore master and mistress have to say about what will happen in 2023? Well, uh, much like Coffee and Stewart, I do believe that this movie that's coming out in March, Honor Among Thieves, uh, is going to make D&D even more popular than it already is. I think it's going to be very successful. I think it's going to be successful enough to not only warrant a sequel, but also fast track the D&D TV show that we've heard uh, you know, rumors about that that's currently in pre-production as far as, um, you know, what, you know, as far as like getting actors and getting a story put together, I think that the success of this is going to get that. Uh, and also the success of Fox Machina on Prime from the, the folks at Critical Role. Mm-hmm. I think all of that is going mm-hmm. to get this fast, get the uh, D&D show proper fast tracked on, you know, whatever streaming service it may be. Right. I'm sorry to interrupt. Um, you said new D and D show. I'm a little out of the loop there. Is it live action or is it going to be animated again? Uh, I don't. I think it's going to be live action. I think that's that's what they're going for. I, that was my understanding as well. And so again, like I said, it's good. That's going to be fast track. That's going to and we might. Uh, we might. We probably won't see it by the end of the year, but I think we will at least have. Uh, it'll be 2024 in, in time for the 50th anniversary, but mm-hmm. yeah, we might get like, you know, the, the title, like where it's going to be available, the, the actors mm-hmm. and actresses involved in it, the, the writers, directors, producers, all that. I think all that information will be out by the end of the year, as well as a potential release date in 2024. So that's my first prediction that the movie will be successful. And as a result, generate even more content for D and D. My second prediction and this is in keeping with you know my des- my own desire to have more uh, more books uh, to to buy and pour over. Prediction or wish? A a prediction a prediction prediction. Skin, you come here with a prediction, did you? Uh, so they and this is something that um that I've been reading on and on Twitter in the D&D community is mm-hmm. that there's not really a whole lot of content for about level 15th and up. Yes. As far like a lot of adventures, you know, kind of cap at 14, if not mm-hmm. like written most like really cap around 11, 12, 13, but there's not a whole lot beyond like 15 and up. It's and kind so, of annoying. And so my prediction is that they're going to sort of with one D and D is sort of, you know, retweak the leveling system. And so that we'll still get the, you know, some folks were like, so we're advocating to just make it 10 levels like, and you know, level one through 10. And, uh, but I was like, they, I don't think they're going to get away from the, the aesthetic of having 20 levels, you know, with, Mm -mm. you know, with it being a D 20 system, it just, it just it's nice it's nice to have all that the aesthetic it all works well together that way and so but i do think they're going to like retweak it so that these campaigns that where you're fighting you know uh deities essentially gods essentially but you're Mm -hmm. doing it at like level 14 and it seems weird to be doing that 
It doesn't uh, feel right. I think they'll be like retweaking that so that like they're still going to end at this time. And and the reason that for that is, you know, they've done their their research and they they found out that most campaigns sort of like, you know, fall apart or like, you know, sort of end around that. Like that's as that's as far as most campaigns get. And so that's mm-hmm. why it's they true. tailor most of their content to that, to that air that, you know, to that level. And so they're going to continue doing that, but they're going to reintroduce the epic levels that we saw in uh, third edition and I believe fourth edition. And the epic levels will be 15 through 20. And those epic levels will be the start of a more niche, like more hardcore Mm -hmm. like content for like fans like myself who want to see like more like, you know, outside the box sort of stuff, you know, and think of it as like sort of like a boutique line for D and D. That's the artisan D and D, right? The artisan D and D. No, well, it's, that's not far off. Cause uh, the only Epic levels I ever played, which was in three, we made up like everything that had to happen after 20th level. And we, we started at like 20, like 1920 is where our right. characters would start. And then we, you know, we're, we were badasses. We would go take on Tarasks and it was great fun and, you know, do these crazy one shots. And yeah, I just never did see any like support for that. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of, there's a massive drop off after 12, it starts getting hard to find things after 15. It's almost impossible. Right. No. And I think, I think that issue will be resolved at least, at least addressed and like that I said, would be awesome. And like I said, there's gonna be like it's like a more artisanal, like you know, this is this is for like the more like hardcore fans. This is for the fans that like really want this and and we'll have that sort of content available. Mm-hmm. And and it's still like, you know, like the content for the more mainstream player, for the more casual player will still be wholly available. But yeah. this sort of content will be available to um and it might, you know, and it might be sort of like a DMs guild sort of. Mm-hmm. Um, exclusive sort of thing where like, you know, so it's, it's, a, it's co- more cost effective, you know, to be able to just to sell PDFs and, and possible pr- print on demands, you know, so they don't have mm-hmm. to, you know, go ahead and print, you know, how like a, you know, 50,000 copies or whatever. <laughs> and the, so like folks can just buy them as, as they, as they see fit. But I think that's going to be something, or I, I hope that's going to be something that's a prediction that I have. And it's, uh, that's something that we're going to see uh, moving toward in 2023, because like I said, like I, there is, a, there is a problem with a lack of content following mm-hmm. uh, 15th level. And, and I think it's, it has to do with the, with the mechanics itself. Like the players can get too powerful at a mm-hmm. certain level. And so I Absolutely. think that'll be retweaked for one D and D to where, you know, they, you know, what was level 20 or what you would have think what you would think is level 20 is now level 14 and then yeah. everything beyond that is like you know yeah you're fighting terrorists and, and gods and mm-hmm. and doing all sorts of fun stuff from 15 to 20 i mean fair but you still you're going to run into these guys that know math better than any of us in this room uh that are going to be able to figure out how to cheese the system you're know, always going to have those guys oh they have their characters you're yeah, all, yeah, you're always going to have. We need them though, but we you're always going to have the min maxers, and like, but yeah. we need them so that we can see where to make the adjustments to balance it the rest of the way out. I have a, I have a player that likes to challenge me. You guys have met him a couple times. Mellow loves to make things weird for me, and he's like, "So, what's your move now?" <laughs> right. I personally am okay with it, but I can see the frustration from the other side with that. But I, I like me a min maxer from time to time. Just say, my but barbarian. My barbarian for my comments earlier, min maxer to the to very very good at it, and very frustrating. It is, but it challenges you. One of my favorite recent moments in in playing D anD D was I was running a one shot. It was a higher level uh, a one shot. Um, it was about level seventeen, I think, that I found on a DM's guild. Heck yeah! And so I'm running it for my friends including uh, my friend who was the DM for our Curse of Strahd campaign. Mm-hmm. And there was a moment where I'm playing um, not, oh, who am I playing? Is it Zass? Am I playing Zass Tam? I can't remember which like Arch Lich I'm playing. 
I mean, there's so many to, there's so many that we know and love. And so it's his wizard against, you know, my arch lich, uh, mm-hmm. my arch lich. And, and I had one of my players, one of my friends comment, like, this is awesome. It's like DM versus DM. Like who's going to win? Like, like who's going to like figure it out. And, uh, and yeah, like I, it, yeah, I mean, he had, like, he had a pretty, like he, he had a pretty good trick to pull out of his sleeve, but I had some too. And that session ended with, uh, my, the NPC teleporting, you know, out of safety, just 65 feet away, which was, you know, far enough to negate any spell that mm-hmm. his wizard had to stop me from uh, casting my spell. And the session ends with me or with the NPC beginning to mutter something in a, in a language that had not been heard, you know, in a millennia, which I, you know, which one of the characters happened to know just one of those, like, you know, like, Oh, you know, three languages, like beyond, beyond common. It's like, well, I'll and then take... you're going to pick one random bullshit right, language like, ah, because everyone does. And so I was like, okay, it's in that <laughs> language. It's in a dialect of that language. And so I was like, does anyone speak like a draconic or whatever it was or abyssal? And it's like, oh yeah, I do. I do. And it's like, you realize he is casting the wish spell. And at that point, like some players like, what does that mean? And he was like, he's like, like, it's pretty much the most powerful spell in the game. It's essentially the giantest of middle fingers one can produce during D&D. And so I like like that explanation of wish. And then I tell him, and that's where we'll start our next session. Like, no! Oh, what? Dude. Yeah, so... It's so dirty. I love it. So yeah, the min, the min-maxer, like the, the player who's always going to challenge the DM is is a necessary is is a necessary tool because at that point, like that's how, you know, DMs, I feel like get better, you know, being able to think on their feet, think quickly, you know, uh, adapt to the changes. Mm-hmm. Um, because like you, you, in, in response to, you know, to dark wings, uh, you know, what his players did to Lino, like, you never know uh, how, you know, you so can bad. think you can figure out exactly, you know, the thousand different ways that the party will, will take will something. Never, you will never be ready for what they're yeah. going to come up with ever, like never yeah. going to happen. And they will, they will figure out the 1000 and one first way. Mm-hmm had a situation at the end of a campaign we just finished where our bard those my characters twin flicked a magic bean that caused random things at the feet of a goddess and caused a 60 foot square pyramid to burst into existence at the top of arl's tower blowing the roof off of it and crushing her to which there was you know the next incantation of her poofed there but so the rest of us get to slide down it you just you just don't know Nobody was expecting the bard to conjure a pyramid during a boss fight, but of course he would. Of course he my would. My twin. Because it's oh, my twin. Why wouldn't he? <laughs> All right. So Mary, what are some what are some hot takes? For I don't predictions think I have any tw- like super hot takes. I oh, have... it was it was Acerac, by the way. I'm sorry. Not not Zaz or or Vecna. It was Acerac. Zaz is better anyway. It's fine. Oh no, it's fine, yeah. I should have just changed it to Zass. Always, always. That's all. Just ask me. I'll tell you who to change it to Zass every time. <laughs> Zass every time. <laughs> it's always the answer. It's a strange answer I've, to every I've, question. I've got a uh, a gnome shopkeeper who uh, is going to like. No, no, it should be Zass. It should be Zass. Like, but he's he's going to give them a uh, the the item they need to to kill like the the evil dragon. Like, no, it's got to be Zass. It's got to be Zass. Yeah, in disguise. I love it. Um. Well, I. See, I have two predictions, but they're about the same thing. So as far as the movie going and all of this influx into D&D, because I know that the release of season four of Stranger Things kind of started helping push more people towards it, pulled from a different different group, different fandom and pulled them in. So that kind of started, that helped to contribute to the start of the onslaught of it. I think that, mm-hmm. yep. think that going into it with the movie... And with the aforementioned merch, because it's going to happen, people are going to drag their kids along and be involved with it. I know that my teenagers are more interested in it now than 
a lot of people my age were or my age were when we were kids, right. basically. So I, d- I do think that it'll increase the amount of people wanting to play. However, I don't know that it'll be wildly successful. It will depend on how Wizards moves forward, I think, with 1D&D and with the monetization, all of those things. If they play their cards wrong, it will burst that bubble and leave it in shambles. Which they could. Right, exactly. If it's done right, though, we could see this massive wave of, well, wave of nerds, as it were. A wave of nerds. (laughs) I'm okay with the nerd wave. Absolutely. Of course, I'm hoping for success. Um, as far as other predictions, I think we're going to do awesome things here on the Lorecast with whatever they hand us. So that's there's that prediction. And I think my final one is that maybe I will actually get to DM a session at some point in 2023 because it's been months. My poor brain has been too rattled to manage it. I want to get back into DMing myself. Aside, I mean, I want to get back to DMing a campaign, I should say. Mm-hmm. I was like, wait, weren't you just telling us you were running a game? I am. I am running a game, but I haven't run a session in a long time because every single time something comes there, up. Oh, well, hey, everybody, that's the old man you see on screen right there. That's the guy. <laughs> oh, the guy that made us all cry. During yeah. our gratitude yeah. episode. Okay, that was him. Hey, yeah. Hi. Yeah. Thanks for the tears. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for uh yeah, for making me emotional, emotional. damage. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, emotional damage. Yeah, I think 2023 and you know, with everything, and this is all sort of like a precursor to 2024, because I think it's gonna be even more exciting. And I think this is just leading up to the 50th anniversary of the game. Mm-hmm. And we will, you know, and, and this is all exciting that up to, for, for it to be the biggest year of D and D yet. You could have a 50, 50th D and D birthday party. Celebrate it. We should, we should have a Get birthday together party and do something silly. Uh, like play D and D like play D and D. Like, I, I, I have already like, offered to run an arena battle on Twitch. It has been offered. It is on the table. It exists. Oh, yeah. And as far as lore, D&D lore cast predictions, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we've got some. We've got uh, we will have uh, new merchandise dropping. Yes, I'm predicting uh, new merch, too. In the spring, uh, we are uh, pre- we have a prediction of the Twitch channel up and running, including mm-hmm. uh, not only um, live play games mm-hmm. but cooking uh streaming D video games mm-hmm. uh text 10 star our patron had the great idea of live streaming the trivial pursuit D games mm-hmm. brilliant idea which is was, yeah i was, was like great. that's a fantastic idea and perhaps prizes involved with uh with whoever wins but i would be happy to not win any of those prizes because i'm not gonna I, I saw I like look I was looking at the an ad for it and like I, you know they always have like pictures of you know of the box and I mm-hmm. saw one of the game or one of the cards and I got four or five, four out of five of them right so I was like okay so I, I feel like I keep my lore master card oh no I'm gonna get demolished like just FYI it will be terrible you will all be horrendously disappointed in me but it's fine because that means there's nowhere to go but up <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But no, I think I think 2023 is going to be a, a great year for the Lorecast. And it's Agreed. thanks to the support of the patrons and also mm-hmm. to all of our listeners. Yes. Thank you so much for sticking with us in 2022. And like I said, we're gonna we're gonna hit the ground running in 2023. We're we've got uh bonus episodes, we've got patron plus installments, we've yep. got all sorts of great ideas to grow and make this community all the better. And we we want you along for the ride. Yes. Come join us. Well, that sounds a little ominous. That sounds a little scary. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Darkwing. Thank you, Coffee, for joining us for our 2023 predictions episode. Yes. Uh, we'll, see, we'll see. We'll uh, see. We'll see which ones uh, which ones are right. If if the movie ends up being terrible and bombing. And as a result, uh, D&D is, you know, uh, 
shutters its doors like wizards like just shuts it down uh hasbro sells it to uh you know some you know media conglomerate and ends up you know going the way of the dinosaur uh well then we're the we're, we all lose that one. <laughs> we all predicted the movie would make the game even more popular, but hopefully that's not the case. Like, I hope I, it doesn't suck. I think it's gonna. That's I think what we said the first time. Oh yeah, but I mean that one didn't look good. Off rip, that one didn't look great to begin with. Yeah, now imagine being the only guy at the table who was like, you know, I didn't think it was that bad. I was that guy. I have never been beat down by so many guys at one time. <laughs> also predicting that uh, at least uh, half of the people on this patron roundtable will show up to the D&D, will show up opening night to D&D in cosplay. That's fair. I'm, 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 I'm ready. We actually live close enough. We could do that in the same location, sir. Exactly. I think we should have a D&D lore cast viewing party we somewhere should. in the DFW Metroplex. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'll bring tamales. I mean, any, anyone <laughs> who offers that is invited. I don't care who you are. Yeah, no, that's just one of the ways to bribe the DM. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank you again for listening. Thank you for allowing the D&D lore cast to be a part of your, of your life for this short period of time. My name is Sergio. And I am Mary. Fare thee well, dear listener, and until we meet again, may all your 20s be natural, and Happy New Year. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Dungeons & Dragons Lorecast. If you've enjoyed the show, please consider sharing it with a friend, following us on Twitter at DndLorecast, or jumping on the Robots Radio Discord to chat more with us about Dungeons & Dragons. We'll talk to you next time. Listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.com.